It's time for JT the Brick. But I'm a sports talk host. I talk about multiple topics. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Bill Foley gets what I do. And Mark Davis gets what I do. I bring passion and energy for every second I'm on the radio. We're going big today. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. Sound off like you got a pair. I can't get you much more than that. JT the Brick. But let me repeat that again. The Jelly Ellis era of this team is coming to an end. We need guys who are faster, in better shape, who can attack the football. Man, I never envisioned you'd be sitting next to me as that ridiculously obnoxious, aggressive openings. But he gets what I do. Genius. We want you to win. You can help my life by winning and making my life better. We've lost that sense from a pocket of fans. You got that? I think you all get that. And now, I love it. Here's JT the Brick. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Hour number two brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. Alex and Orlando DeCastaverde. Their dad's great legacy to do things responsibly, care, La Familia, a family-run law group. If you get into an accident, 702-222-9999. I love referring friends, people that listen to the show, to people I care about and I trust. That's at the Castaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999. Ryan Seacrest, the new host of Wheel of Fortune. Very interesting. The guy who has all the jobs takes another job as people are fighting to keep his job. Ryan Seacrest will be your new host of Wheel of Fortune. Also, there's some news out here. DirecTV announces a renewal and expansion of the NFL Red Zone and NFL Network. I'll get to that story coming up here in a little bit here. Is it complicated? I got DirecTV. My son's upstairs got YouTube. I seem to be paying for all of it. I don't even ask my wife what our cable bill is. Last night I watched Yellowstone. I finished up the mid-season of the final season. I I guess I paid for that on Paramount+. Plus. I got Max, which used to be HBO Max. I don't know how much that cost me. I got Netflix. I got the Yes Network with the Yankees. I could be driving around per month on a Rolls Royce or a Ferrari for what I pay for streaming services. It's incredible. It's one of those things I don't even want to ask my wife how much it costs. It's crazy. So I'm trying to pare it down, trying to pare it down on Sundays because working for the Raiders, I'm at the game, and we're on the road, I'm working. So I don't need it, but my kids want to watch the NFL Red Zone. They love it. That's how they watch football. So I guess we're all signing up again for another year. Season ticket holders get a little bit of a break on it. But wow, the price, the immediate price to sign up for these seasons and these leagues are just absolutely incredible to me. Now, I'm on YouTube because Damon Bruce is on YouTube. That's where you find his show, his podcast, his rants, everything he does, the maven of sports talk in San Francisco, man. Good to talk to you this summer. I know you've been on some dad duty, sports duty, travel duty. How you been? I've been good, man. Thank you so much. It is, I'm, I'm on double dad duty this week. Jillian is on a business trip in London. So I am just, uh, I'm, I'm grinding away with chicken nuggets getting warmed <laughs> up, cereal being served in the morning. I mean, I am, I'm checking the boxes for some dad duty over here. You know, you know my old partner, Looney, who I podcast with, they used to call my sons at that same age the hooligans because my wife would bring them into the studio down in Sherman Oaks and they would get out of their strollers and unlocked, and they'd just run around, and they'd knock things over in printers. So you're in the hooligan era of these young boys, man, where they don't see walls, and they, they want to run through the dog, and they want food right when they want it. It's a great time to be a dad, isn't it? 
they're demanding customers if there ever was <laughs> <laughs> they uh yeah i i, I you know and i'm figuring them out we got a, a about to be four-year-old and about to be two-year-old so wow. we're kind of figuring out who the about to be four-year-old is and i really think that he's going to be the kind of kid that when he gets in trouble jt he's going to be able to talk his way out of it the two-year-old is 100% getting arrested that night. Whatever that <laughs> night, <laughs> I got one you know, cerebral thinker, and the other is absolutely going to be the life of the party, easily arrestable. So it's, it's a handful, but it's, it's wonderful, and it's the best job I ever had, no doubt. Awesome. Let's jump into what the Warriors are doing. Why is there so much noise? Draymond noise, Chris Paul Pool getting punched in the face and then traded. It seems like this is a team that was doing everything right during their dynasty, and now they're getting louder than usual. How's that playing in the Bay Area? Well, it, you know, there's a lot of questions in that one question, isn't there? Uh, the team that was the model citizen of the NBA, the envy of every franchise, felt a touch of dysfunction sort of arrive on its doorstep, going all the way back to the Draymond Green Jordan pool punch. And they really haven't been able to pull up from that. It's not a nosedive. It wasn't that dramatic. But it's, it's the first shaky ground that the Warriors have had to walk upon since really the Steve Kerr era started. And I'll tell you, the situation with Draymond now, you're getting a lot of Draymond noise because he has thrown his hat into the free agency conversation. I completely believe that he's going to come back with the Warriors. Mm -hmm. But maybe somebody dangles something in front of him starting on Friday that he never really considered before. And all of a sudden, you know, what's the old joke? Men are as loyal as their options are. What is Draymond going to look like, you know, coming back to the Warriors when he really sees what his options are? So this is an interesting moment in time because they have made decisions, I believe, around Draymond's return without Draymond's return being signed, guaranteed, dotted on that bottom line yet. So they're, they're at an interesting moment in time in Mike Dunleavy's first couple of weeks here as general manager, JT. The Jordan Poole trade is one that was made to clear salary cap space and to get them out of the second apron of punitive taxes that are going to be coming to the NBA starting in the 23-24 season. And Chris Paul is the player we all love to hate, but now if you're a Warrior fan, apparently have to root for because he is going to be you know, the understudy of Steph Curry. And this is, no one could have seen this coming two years ago. Jordan Poole has had ups and downs, but I really thought he's a 24-year-old that you want to secure your future with and trading a 24-year-old for a 38-year-old in the history of sports. You don't see that an awful lot. Damon Bruce joins us. Check him out on YouTube. Easy to find, easy to follow. Make sure you subscribe and listen. The the main problem I have with Draymond is with any athlete in any sport, I never want to pay more for a guy on the back end of his career. He's not even on the back end of his prime. I'll be kind enough to say maybe that he is on the back, back end of his prime, but you're paying more for a guy who's going to start to break down, not have the skill set. I understand how valuable he is. He's an elite defender, a great passer in the high post and low post. But again, aren't there some people that said this is the perfect time to get out of the Draymond Green business, take the four rings, retire his number, wish him well, 
and get a younger player who can have upside and be with the franchise for six, seven, eight years. That sounds like the responsible, thought about it, fiscally wise situation for the Warriors to enter. But the entire goal of the franchise, beyond saving what will be a bad final year of whatever deal Draymond is about to agree to here, there, or anywhere, the goal of the Golden State Warriors is to get Steph Curry to one more NBA Finals. Whether you win that or not, that's for Mm -hmm. basketball to decide. But the entire plan, every single step the Warriors take between now and tip-off of Game 1 of the upcoming season should be returning Steph to one more NBA Finals, and I believe that they've got a three-year window for that to become a reality. I don't know how you get there without Draymond Green. So you are going to – look, it's going to end badly. It never doesn't end badly in sports. There's no such thing as you have now lost the best player in your franchise, and it doesn't all fall apart. It happened like that with the Lakers and Kobe. It's happened like that with Jordan and the Bulls. It happens like that historically throughout the NBA. Um, There is – Did I lose you? Bobby, did we lose it? No, I got you back. We lost you for a second, so got you back. So you said it could end ugly here, but I agree with you. If you're going to get if you're going to get Steph one more ring, he's got a much better chance with his teammate Draymond. And what does Steph want? I mean that that mm-hmm. nor, that that should be the 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 number one riding factor. What does Steph want? And Steph is going to want Draymond around. So I think you got to make that happen. Let's move to the NFL quickly in our remaining minutes here. If Brock Purdy doesn't work out and he regresses, it keeps the Niners from any type of playoff run or deep playoff run. Not everybody's Patrick Mahomes. Not everybody comes into the league. I watched Derek Carr go 0-10, but that wasn't a good team. The Niners have a very good team. What makes everybody comfortable considering the severity of the injury? And Trey Lance doesn't seem to be doing much, and we've seen Sam Darnold. God, the Niners are not a good team. They're a great team on both sides of the ball. But I still don't know if that quarterback can play better than he played last year coming off an injury. It's the never-ending issue. It's the issue that doesn't go away. There is always a problem for quarterback or a controversy or conversation to be had, and it never ends. I do think Brock Purdy might be the guy to end it. You're right. What if we see the regression? What if there was a small sample size coming off the injury? He's not able to do that again. JT, here comes Sam Darnold. I really believe that. In the best football situation, he will have been in since he left campus at USC. Mm -hmm. And Trey Lance, the stock is down, but it's still a massive element of we don't know enough. We don't have enough data points to really tell you what he is or isn't about to be. The good news on Brock Purdy is that every single report following the surgery has been an ahead-of-the-schedule report. He's down throwing in Nashville, I believe, this week with a Q- or Jacksonville, pardon me, with a QB coach and an orthopedist, and everything is you know rosy. I, no, no, let's be totally honest. We don't see often in sports the things are really behind schedule and it's not looking good. You know, we don't usually get that story, but hopefully, Purdy is able to go in there and just do what Shanahan wants. Mm-hmm. Shanahan wants a yes chef quarterback. 
whatever whatever Santa, Shanahan sends into the huddle, he wants that play run. He doesn't want much artistic interpretation of anything. He wants it well blocked. He wants it well executed. It's supposedly a very quarterback-friendly offense. So we're going to find out once again with either a coming off of surgery, Brock Purdy, a reclamation project in uh, in Sam Darnold, or the have no idea what Trey Lance is about to be, Trey Lance. Last one for the great Damon Bruce, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You and I, you've covered him in San Francisco. We got him now in Vegas. I can't host the radio show. I can't saying he might get hurt. That's not the way I do it. If he gets hurt, then I get to pivot and go, well, you know, you said Jimmy was going to get hurt, and he did week eight, and then I'll have to deal with it week eight. But assuming he comes in healthy, with Devontae Adams, Jacoby Meyer, Hunter Renthrow, the leading rusher in the league in Josh Jacobs, Michael Mayer, who you know out of Notre Dame, the phenom tight end, this could be an all-star team on offense. What did you see Jimmy do at his best, Damon? At his best when he wasn't injured, he wasn't injured for months, and he got in a rhythm with the 49ers. Jimmy installed a sense of confidence that rippled through the locker room. And that confidence might even be unfounded because he delivers hospital balls. He was never, he's never perfect. And he is always a throw away from an, oh my God, I cannot believe he actually put that ball there. What was, what was he thinking? Why didn't he see that linebacker? There's always a cliff that it feels like Jimmy might fall over, but if he doesn't fall over, you got a steady Eddie quarterback. Now, who is the Raiders' backup quarterback this year? Well, they have a few. Brian Hoyer, who's been a successful backup. And Aiden O'Connell, they drafted in the fourth round to develop him. But, yeah, there is a drop-off after Jimmy Garoppolo for sure if he gets hurt. So your season can't max out better than who your backup quarterback is going to Mm -hmm. be because you will see him. You will see him. For how many games is the question? Can Brian Hoyer get you through two weeks? Sure he can. Can he get you through seven? Hell no. So that is the Raiders season, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo completely healthy, which is something that basically no one has ever been able to do. That's the formula. That is a tight rope to walk for the Raiders this year. Thank you, Damon Bruce. Get back to dad duty. Uh, You'll do a great job at all that. And tell everybody, all of our listeners, and a lot of our listeners are streaming. We got a really big streaming audience, thanks to the Raiders, who put us live on their app. So the mobile app of the Raiders that have millions of followers, you click on and listen to the radio live. That helps us a lot. Tell us how we find you. You can go ahead and download the Damon Bruce podcast anywhere you download your podcast. You can go ahead and hopefully subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Damon Bruce Plus, pronounced the plus, because it rhymes with Bruce. So go ahead and uh, subscribe to Damon Bruce Plus. Download that podcast. And I, I think it's, it's due time that JT the Brick makes a guest appearance here, mm-hmm. and we need to do that soon, my friend. I'm ready to go. Thank you, my brother. Talk to you soon. Be well. Anything you need, brother. Thank there, you. There you go. Damon Bruce. Good to have him on. Uh, one of the guys I helped bring into the business, and he's doing really well. Uh, he had a pivot off the radio on 95.7 The Game. They did him dirty. And now he's going to be bigger than ever, I think, with this YouTube thing. You know, a lot, of, a lot of sports radio is changing. If you've been paying attention, and you don't have to, because it's not, if it's not your business, it's not your business. But sports radio is changing violently and quickly. ESPN nationally got rid of their morning show. Really? Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, 
Jay will. I got rid of it. And there's a lot of shows now that aren't the shows you used to listen to. And I greatly appreciate when you listen to me. I might not be your favorite. I might not be what you want every single day. You might be pissed at me. You might love what I'm doing certain days. I'm trying my best. But this whole landscape is changing quickly and violently. And for the young people come up in the, up, up in the business, the new, new guys and gals, good luck. It's not the way it was when I came in in the 90s, man. They were giving away money. They were giving away remotes, giving away trips and credentials. Now you got to really grind it. And we work for a company at Lotus that gives a lot of people opportunities to build their brand. And that's all you can help for, uh, ask for. Damon Bruce built his brand. And instead of getting upset about it, he pivoted over to YouTube. And he's doing really well. So I'm looking forward to going on his podcast coming up here in a little bit. What he said about the Warriors is very interesting to me because what they're doing is they're not panicking. They're very well run, but they're trying to get Steph one more ring, not two, not three. And that's good to know. You know, we want to get Mark Davis a ring. I'd like to get him five. He's got a ring with the aces, but we want to get him one. And then when the Raiders get that first ring, then you would think Dave Ziegler, the coach, Josh McDaniels, if we get it quickly or in a couple of short years, then it'll be sustainable. What the Warriors did, which was so fascinating for me to see, I was with the Warriors when Eric Musselman was the head coach and Chris Cohan was the owner. They were a joke. They were a joke. No one came to the games at Oracle. We had our own section, the JT, the Brick section. We were giving away tickets to the Warrior games in the lower bowl. Let that sink in. Oracle Arena, giving tickets away on the radio because no one would go at a big level. Now the Warriors have one of the best brands in all of North American sports. Joe Lake have bought the team. Peter Gruber comes in. They pump money into it. They build the new arena. They pay over the price of players. They pay a luxury tax. You think the Warriors are sustainable? They missed the playoffs two years ago. So did the Golden Knights. And then the Golden Knights ended up winning the cup and the Warriors won the title. The goal is to be consistent for a long period of time. And that's what bothers me the most about the Kansas City Chiefs. They found the secret sauce. They got Andy Reid, who could not win. He could not win in Philadelphia. He won a lot of games, but couldn't get over the top. Who was his quarterback back then? You don't remember. Oh, Donovan McNabb. Andy Reid goes to Kansas City, gets Patrick Mahomes, who's backing up Alex Smith, and then everything comes together. They got the best tight end in football. They got really good players on the D-line. They got good receivers, and they bring players in and out on the offensive line, and they all work. Every year, the Chiefs need two new offensive linemen. They get them, and then they go to the Super Bowl. The Raiders are chasing the Chiefs. They have to have a system in place that will catch the Chiefs and then sustainably beat them. It's hard to do. 702-365-9200. Where will Dalvin Cook go? Four-time Pro Bowler. He remains a free agent. 1,000 rushing yards in four consecutive seasons, and he's out of work. Incredible. Hey, when we come back, Levi Edwards will join us from over at the Raiders. He's doing a lot with the digital team there. He's going to do an amazing job putting together all the position battles, which are going to be fun to see. And we're going to start with the quarterbacks. Just had Damon Bruce tell you what's good about Jimmy G. Levi's going to tell us what's good about the backups in case they're called into action. JT, we thank all of our proud partners. How about Meet Up Vegas? We had a barbecue the other night. All of the meat and the chicken. MeetUpVegas.com, code word, JT Brick.
Well, I've, I've had injuries in the past, so the, the mental part wasn't initially it sucks. Obviously, uh, you, hate, you hate being in the situation. But once I got past that initial part, um, especially once we started to make a little bit of a run in the playoffs last year, I was getting ready to ramp up again and, and be ready. But, um, you know, things didn't work out. And I'm glad how things ended up, I would say. Jimmy J, he comes up. Hopefully we have a bunch of fresh new Jimmy Garoppolo sound coming back. JT, back with you. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Make your gal a Minden gal, Michael E. Minden, my personal diamond jeweler. What I mean by that is I don't buy jewelry every day. That's the last thing I do. But when I do, a few times a year or Mother's Day when my mom's here or my wife on an anniversary, I only go to one guy, Michael E. Minden. And Minden's Jewelers is fantastic. I've been going for well over a decade. Second story there at Fashion Show. Go on in there. Check out everything they have. Mention my name. You'll get the hookup. This show's all about hooking up my friends. Get the hookup at Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers. So before we get Levi Edwards on, I'll just share this with you, Bobby, and everybody else who's listening. Here's what's new in my house. My youngest son, who's going to be a junior at Arizona State, his summer job is he works at a golf business. He works at a golf retailer. He loves golf. He plays every day. He's not bad. So he wanted to get a job. Say, hey, man, you got to get a job, summer job, got to get a job. And he's a hardworking kid. But he was looking around a little too long. And now he got the job at this golf blank, a couple of places in town. They're not a sponsor, so I'm not giving him free love. Anyway, my son's been working here, Bobby, for almost a month. He's using his discount, which is his paycheck. He gets a discount Uh-oh. to buy clubs. You get where I'm going here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is when he just came in with three wedges that were like $160 a wedge. Wow. Got it for $50, $50. So he got the unbelievable deal. He get the discount because he works there. And we're having the conversation during the commercial breaks of, is this a job or is this a place for you to just go and make money and buy golf clubs? So when, when I finish the show, we're going to go back in and have a deeper conversation on that. Bobby, it'd be like you working in a music store. Mm-hmm. You're a big music guy, and you're taking all your money that you made selling records at the music store, buying more records. Is that a good comparison? That's actually a very, very, very accurate comparison, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm dealing with now. The other one's working full-time. It's got a good job. But the other one, summer jobs. And my wife, my wife calms me down and says, relax. Summer jobs are for the summer. She's right. Keep them busy. Very busy. Uh, On time, shows up, works late. But I remember, I used to cut lawns. Quick story. When I was in high school, I cut grass. And I cut a lot of grass. I had 100 lawns. 100. So I would cut grass in the summertime. And I'm talking when I was 15, 16, not 19, 20. And I would cut that grass all summer. But what would happen in New York, it would rain. So what would happen is in the summertime, because grass only grows in the summer, and that's when you need to cut, I would have to cut 40 lawns on a Wednesday, 25 on a Thursday. You know, Thursday, Friday, if it rained, I'd have 40 lawns I'd have to catch up on and cut another 20. And that would cut into my personal life because I would work until it was pitch black. So we would take, we would take flashlights and put them on the lawnmowers the industrial lawnmowers that we had to pay gas for and pay for service and cut grass till about eight at night. And then my friends would be out since seven at night and I'd go meet them by night at night and have to be up at six in the morning. That was a summer job. But the point of the story is after the summer ended, I would take that money for college and I'd spend it in the bars in the first two to three weeks. And my dad knew that. 
And my dad was always telling me, keep a little bit of money back. And my dad at one point demanded a little bit of cash, not for him to hold on to me because he knew I'd be calling for it midway through the semester. So I could do a whole podcast on summer jobs. This guy's got a great job. Levi Edwards joins us from the Raiders digital team. And man, is he going to be staying busy? Levi, great job on the quarterback breakdown. Tell me about what went into that and what's going to be coming up next. What else are you going to be doing here over the next couple of weeks? Well, thank you, JT. I appreciate it. So, uh, obviously, each year we do a breakdown of each position, uh, you know, kind of giving the fan base a little bit of knowledge as to who is coming into the team and also who's staying on the team and how the construction of each position group looks based upon, you know, who's staying, who's at a free agency, who are draft picks, things of that nature. And so this is a very, very, very interesting season just from the perspective of it being the first starting the the first starting quarterback that we'll have since 2014. I know I kind of mm-hmm. re, you know rephrased that the wrong way, but this is the the, the first time since 2014 we will have a new starting quarterback going into training camp. Well, and so obviously with that comes a lot of intrigue. So how difficult was it for you to do this, knowing that Jimmy? And again, we're not doctors, and you're in the building. I'm in the building. We're going to wait to hear what the writers have to tell us about how he's coming through the process here. But it seems like the other quarterbacks are getting a lot of looks. O'Connell, tell me what you know about him, and especially Brian Hoyer, who I think is an outstanding backup quarterback. And I don't want to take a shot at him by saying he's not a great starter because mostly he plays in a backup role, but he's got tremendous experience. Tell me about those two guys. Well, uh, for sure, on Aiden O'Connell, I've really liked what I've seen from him so far just in terms of his release. I know a lot of people, a lot of draft experts and college evaluators coming out of the draft, they said that he has a great release. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing it on firsthand in, train, in, in off-season uh, training practices and things of that nature, uh, you can definitely see he has a quick release. He has a lot of zing on his balls, which I really like. Uh, seems like a very accurate kid. And Brian Hoyer, he's been a, he's been doing a great job of – also, you know, not only just playing and knowing the offense, he has a lot of familiarity with McDaniels, but he seems like he's a great leader. He seems like the kind of guy that's, you know, been rallying the offense around him, been really trying to help the guys around him in the quarterback room and also the receivers know what they're supposed to do. So he's been building great chem- chemistry with them as well. So I really do like what I've seen from these two quarterbacks as well. Another guy that we haven't really talked about is the guy who was on the practice squad last year, Chase Garber. Mm-hmm. I think that he's come out and he's also proven that he can also compete for a job uh, when, you know, when training camp starts. And I would even go as far as to say that Chase Garbers is the most mobile quarterback that we have on the roster. Uh, he's fast. He can move. Uh, he's definitely a dual threat. So just for the fact of him being a dual threat quarterback compared to the other three quarterbacks you have on the roster who are mostly pocket passers, mm-hmm. uh, that brings an intriguing factor to him as well. So it's it's going to be a very interesting training camp, obviously. We, you know, what will happen with Jimmy G is what will happen with Jimmy G. You know, he's been in the building. He's doing everything that he can to get back. So I'm not going to speak too much on on his manner, on, on his uh, on his situation, but uh, definitely a lot to be optimistic about uh, with the quarterback room, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo included. Levi Edwards, digital team reporter for the Silver and Black. I want to stay on Aiden O'Connell because, you know, everybody says he's limited with his mobility. That's something that could be worked on. Now he's working with one of the greatest offensive minds 
in NFL history. Josh McDaniels, only coordinator with six rings. That's what Josh does. He takes quarterbacks and he elevates their game. So let's agree that he's limited in his mobility. He better be a great pocket passer. And everybody who talked about it, I talked to someone very close to the Broncos, a reporter, I'll keep off the air, and he said the Broncos were really interested in O'Connell and probably going to take him. And the Raiders got him because they loved the way he moved his hips, moved his head, was able to find the open receiver, and then the ball came out quickly. I'm never going to make a comparison to him to Tom Brady. I should get arrested if I do. But some people are saying the release and the ball coming out quickly. That's what you've seen so far, good decisions and a really good ball. Is that the strength of his game? Uh, Absolutely. And obviously, you know, with lack of mobility, of course, I'm not asking for a quarterback to go out there and be Michael Vick reincarnated Mm -hmm. or Cam Newton reincarnated. I'm not asking for all that from a quarterback. All I need is for you to be able to be able to move around the pocket when pressure comes and then also be able to get the ball quick enough to make a good decision before the pressure starts to collapse on you. And I do believe that while Aiden O'Connell, he's not going to outrun, you know, he's not going to outrun, you know, some, some top tier mobile quarterbacks in the league. He's definitely going to be someone that's going to try to look to make the right decision as quickly as possible. Uh, And he definitely can put some, he definitely has a, a little bit of a, a, you know, some strength on his throws for sure. That's definitely what I've seen. Levi Edwards as we continue. So getting back to Jimmy G, the times I saw him over the last couple of weeks, he looked amazing, but he's just walking around in sneakers here. We don't know what's happening. We're not trainers or doctors. But as you mentioned, he's been in the building. He's been at everything mandatory and voluntary. And I think he's getting a lot of work there, helping out the other guys and understanding the game plan. And as chemistry you could build with Devontae Adams at practice on the sidelines or in a meeting room talking about the history of a route or what he does best. So what should we be optimistic about with that? You're a young guy. You've only been doing this a few years, but when you hear Jimmy G's in the building and working hard in the building, what does that mean to our audience? Well, what that means is, you know, to, to a casual, to a casual fan or to a casual football consumer, you just think to yourself, okay, well, this guy isn't on the field. So how much can you really get done with a guy that's not on the field? A lot, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of mental reps that you still have to take throughout the offseason to be able to make things translate on the field. Because, you know, it doesn't matter how healthy you are. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. If you get on the field and you don't know what the hell you're doing, you're going to have issues. And so right now for Jimmy G, it's he knows the system. He has experience with McDaniels. He has experience within the league, and he's played in some important games. Uh, he's played in some super, he played in the Super Bowl. He's played in some divisional games and some NFC Championship games. So he has that experience. He knows what to do when he steps on the field. So really, right now, it comes down to him being comfortable with his receivers, making sure his receivers are on the same page as him, making sure everybody has a general knowledge of the scheme because McDaniel's system, you know, while it is. Uh, tricky once you get a good understanding of it it's one of the better systems to play in within the nfl and it's also proven to have success last year being a top 10 offense in the league statistically so once they're able to get it all together no matter whether jimmy's on the field or not right now things will still be good and everybody will be on the same page once he does step on the field physically Levi Edwards, as we wrap it up. All right, Levi, I know you're a pretty, you're a guy that has a plan in front of you 
You just knocked out the quarterbacks. Where are they sending you next? What's the position group you'll be breaking down that we can look forward to at Raiders.com? Tomorrow you guys can expect a receiver story. So we're going to tackle the receivers tomorrow on Raiders.com, and that will be a really good story just from the sake that I personally believe that the Raiders receiving core is the top ten, if not top five core within the NFL. Now that you add Jacoby Myers, and so now you have three guys. You have Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Jacoby Myers who are just as effective playing in the slot as they are as wideouts. So you can kind of move them around and do whatever you want to with them and just be as effective as you can. You can send them in motion. You can do a whole lot of things with those receivers. So you have those three guys in place, and they're going to do damage as well as the draft pick that you have with Trey Tucker, who a lot of people you know, might have thought was a reach. But with his skill set, I think that he can do a lot of great things. And then you add speed with DeAndre Carter. You add speed with Philip Dorsett both guys that can also play a factor within special teams. I really do believe this receiving core has a lot that is, you know, to be desired. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy G will definitely have a great time throwing to these guys, or whoever the quarterback will be will have a great time throwing to these guys. They will make it very easy on the quarterback. So that was, that's what you can expect coming up next tomorrow. Excellent. I, I need Trey Tucker. we got to hear what Trey Tucker, he was drafted at a high spot to come in there and be an impact guy. From what I'm hearing and seeing with the speed, it's going to be great to watch him at training camp. Levi, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. We'll have you on again. Thanks so much, my friend. Thank you so much, JT. I'll talk to you then. You got it. Levi Edwards, young guy in the building. Whenever I go in the building, he's there. Wherever I go. He's down on the field. He's inside. He's up in Silver and Black Productions, really building a nice career on the digital side. Eddie Pascal and that whole division there do a nice job putting out content and you know, let's all be honest. I never lie to you. This is a tough time of year to put out content. You don't hear anything about Jimmy G. You don't hear anything on Josh Jacobs. You don't hear anything. The coaches and the GM are on vacation. Good. This is when you need to take vacation. But we got to do a radio show every day and try to find an angle to the Raiders. So we brought Levi on to talk about the quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell could be interesting. Could be interesting. When they took him there at number four, You know, I said this. I was anchoring the shows. I said, defense, defense, please get me a linebacker. Get me a linebacker or another corner. They saw a quarterback that they couldn't pass up on. They had to get a young quarterback. They couldn't go in with Jimmy G, Garbers, and Hoyer. They needed to have that kid in the third to fifth round that they could at least have in the build and go, hey, yo, hey, yo, you over there? You might play. We, we didn't draft you at three, four, or five. This kid came in the fourth round so you could look at the paint drive. We need you to get up to speed in case of emergency. And everything we're hearing about Aiden O'Connell, not within Raiders and Raider propaganda from Raider fans who think the kid could be great or they don't like him, here and around the league is that he could be pretty good as a stationary pocket passer. And God forbid he has to play early. And the ball has to come out on a three-step drop, and he can do it because he's tall. He's got the arm strength to get it out to Devontae, to throw a little in route to Hunter for three yards that goes for 12, or to get Michael Mayer on a little down and out as he's moving slightly outside the pocket. That might have to happen. But I'm pro-Jimmy G until I hear anything different. All right, there's a lot of free agency going on. The Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George, are both under contract and can both opt out. I love that. They can both opt out next year. They can both decide to stay and take more money or opt out. A lot of baseball news. And LSU won the College World Series last night. Maybe the most undervalued sport 
that we have on sports TV. Men's college baseball. Everybody watches women's college softball. More people are watching F1. More people are watching MLS now with the Apple deal. But I don't feel like everybody's watching the College World Series, and they should. That was an incredible run that we just saw by LSU that needed to beat Wake Forest twice. And one game took them to no score into the 11th. Then they're down to Florida, get boat raced in game two, down 2 nothing in the championship game, and put up one of the strongest performances by an offense in College World Series history. Incredible to see. 702-365-9200. If you want to call, get in before the top of the hour. Josh Jacobs is the topic today. Are you leaning? This is just your opinion. Are you leaning towards franchise tag, or do you think they could come together on a deal? And the deal's not going to overpay him. Not going to happen. These guys don't overpay anybody. They're frugal. They're trying to build the team the right way. What do you think would be the best move for Josh? Clearly, if you want to get him a contract extension, what do you want it to look like that makes sense to the team? Or are you a fan of the franchise tag because you can do more with a franchise tag player using the money other places? Want to hear from me on that? 702-365-9200. I've been on the radio for four hours and 42 minutes straight. (laughs) Four hours and 42 minutes straight. I I am ready to get in the pool and maybe break my rule and have a Modelo on a Tuesday heading into a Wednesday. Hope to hear from you next before I'm out of here. This is Raider Nation Radio. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to get franchise tags. I mean, I feel like nobody really do. Um, but to me, I wouldn't mind it if, you know, they got the right guys in the building around us. You know, like they got, a, you know, some guys on defense figured out the quarterback situation, got, got some guys up front. Then I would be like, okay, I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't mind coming back, you know, on a, on a franchise tag. But if you want me to come back and be the hero, then you have to pay me like a hero. You want that yeah. franchise tag to turn into a long-term deal? You don't oh, want yeah. to do one more year, right? Oh, yeah. Nah, nah, man. I mean, I want to be a Raider for life. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, honestly, man, I, I don't want to play this game too long. I want to re- I want to retire when I'm 30, you know. And still healthy. Still and- healthy and go about my, you know, being able to play with my kids and things like that. So That's Josh Jacobs earlier in February from PFF. Uh, we tried to talk about him today. I don't think everybody's interested in talking about Something that's just out there as a mystery. Does he get the franchise tag? Does he get the contract? We don't know. Uh, No one knows. Dave Ziegler is the only one who knows, along with Josh Jacobs and his agent, as they're trying to bang out a deal or not. We'll find out more and more about this. Josh Jacobs will speak. Hopefully we'll get Dave on. We get Dave on often, and we'll see how that plays out. Again, we're brought to you by The Black Hole. Go to theblackhole.com. Become a member. It's so good on that website. You just click. Point and click. Become a member at the Black Hole, and please be ready for what they have in store. The parties that they're going to have at the Palms the night before the games, transportation to the games, the ability to be in their tailgate at J-Lot. Become a member of the family at the Black Hole. The Black Hole plays a very important role from Oakland and L.A. to Las Vegas, and the Black Hole has been great to me. I don't have a radio show without the Raiders and the Black Hole. So we're proud to be a partner with them. So we just found out the Golden Knights, the release of the schedule comes out Tuesday, but they leaked one of the games, a few of them, just like they do in the NFL. The Golden Knights 
will face the Seattle Kraken on October 10th. That will be the opening day where they'll show us the banner. So that's the banner night. So that's going to be great. We're going to have that game. Put that in your phone. October 10th, the Las Vegas Golden Knights face the Seattle Kraken at home, and that will be the ceremony for the banner. So that's called the banner raising. They also put out their Friday games after Thanksgiving, also the outdoor games. So a little bit of the schedule is being leaked, just like the NFL. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year with the Golden Knights because the ticket Ticket has always been a little bit expensive, but it should. They won the Stanley Cup. Raider tickets are expensive. Tickets are expensive. It's not cheap to go. I think a lot of Las Vegas Golden Knight fans, Vegas Golden Knight fans, spent a lot of money on tickets. The first six years, and Mr. Foley was able to get your cup. Now what are you going to do with your tickets? You going to double down and get more? Sure. You going to sell some tickets? I don't know. Probably I don't know what you pay for them. But a Golden Knight ticket now, It's always been a great ticket for sports, but now it becomes unique because of the Stanley Cup champs. I love what they're going to do coming up this year. they got to make a couple of big decisions on bringing back some players. Aiden Hill, a goalie, who deserves to be in a really big spot. It's exciting to see. Someone's really lucky to be alive today. It's Leonard Fournette, the running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He escaped injury after his car caught fire while he was driving it. You've got to see these pictures. It's all over Twitter. He posted it on his Instagram page showing the charred luxury SUV on the side of the highway. It's unclear whether what, was, what caused the accident. The car combusted. It's just charcoal. You got to see it. Leonard Fournette said, man, it was one of those days because I would like to thank God my car caught on fire while I was driving, but I'm still blessed. He posted the picture there. It looks absolutely insane that he survived this. So Leonard Fournette, I don't know how I don't know how your car could ignite on fire when you're driving. Normally, if you get in an accident, it could ignite on fire. But this looks pretty crazy as we take a look at this. Also, a couple other things I wanted to mention. DeAndre Hopkins has got, it seems like, two visits that he's going to build on. He wants the Jets potentially and possibly from the reports are New England. The Buffalo Bills fans want him. And I'm telling you, it won't work with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs will lose his mind if he has to give up 25 to 30 receptions and two to 300 yards in his stats. He's a big stat guy, that Stephon Diggs. He loves stats. You take his stats away, he's going to lose his mind. So DeAndre Hopkins was never a choice for the Raiders. I never thought he was a choice for the Raiders because the Raiders are loaded at receiver. But our goal, everybody, is to keep him the hell away from Kansas City. If he ends up going to Kansas City... It's going to be for less money for one reason to win. And Kansas City's got the pitch because all the pitches that they've made the last three or four years have worked for players who want to come in there for limited dollars, win a championship, up their value and move on. And DeAndre Hopkins is looking for another contract, but he got paid a lot of money to play for Arizona. He's already cashed a lot of checks. So if DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Patriots, the Raiders pay the Patriots at home this year. If DeAndre Hopkins ends up going to Kansas City, we play him twice this year. I don't think he's a lead at the level of Devontae, but he's a damn good player. And I don't want to see one of the younger Raider cornerbacks have to cover him, along with Travis Kelsey and everything else Kansas City has. I want to keep DeAndre Hopkins out of the AFC West. And if he goes to the AFC, hopefully it's a team that the Raiders aren't going to see. I'd say that about anybody, but Kansas City, they just find a way. 
They're finding a way now with Patrick Mahomes and winning to get guys to come in and say, I'll play for less. Tom Brady was the guy who said, I'm going to play for less. Come with me and we'll win. And he backed it up. Now Patrick Mahomes is backing it up. He's getting guys to come. Mahomes ain't taking a break. He ain't taking less money. Mahomes is getting all the money. But guys just want to be around him. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Excited. A couple of my friends are excited, too. We're going to put together the Raiders all-time team just for radio. It'll start on July 6th or 7th. Bobby's putting together the imaging. We're going to figure it out. We're going to start with the left tackle position, and we're going to work our way through every position on the team. And then we'll have a vote at the end, and we'll debut the all-time Raider team. Have fun with that. That'll be some of our July programming coming up. All right, five hours up, five hours down, I'm done. We'll be on tomorrow from noon to 2. we got a couple of really good guests we're lining up. I'll wait to tell you tomorrow on Twitter at JT the Brick. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Q's having a great vacation. Bobby, is Q back yet, or does he have another day off? One more day off. He deserves it. No one deserves more time off than Q. He does everything. Have a great rest of the night. If you missed the show, find it at lvsportsnetwork.com. Find me on Facebook and Twitter at JT the Brick. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.